The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS simplified. All you have to do is pick your favourite player over and unders to cash in. Head over to prizepicks.com and use promo code SGP for a $100 instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And we're brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io forward slash SGPN. That's SoBet.io slash SGPN. And we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, here to take you through more hot stove, free agent, lockout, etc. MLB chat. Uh, and as last week, uh, when we covered the American League, uh, joining me, uh, to unpick the National League from Houston, Texas, is Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, good afternoon, I'm going to say. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well, sir. Uh, take two, I guess we can say we had a little, a little snafu <laughs> there. But uh, no, doing well. It's, uh, you know, Tuesday afternoon. Got a little soccer on watching the Bayern Munich game. Uh, that makes an afternoon always go by a little faster when you have uh, soccer going on midweek. So, we have some EPL kicking off in a little bit also. So definitely we'll make the day go by faster. How's everything with you? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, the little snafu you're referring to is I was going to mention it when we started recording it, the, the <laughs> draft, the, the MLB draft that I'm in that I mentioned last week. It's still going a week later. Uh, round 46 uh, we're on now. Wow. Uh, pick number 688. But I was two away from being on the clock. So I thought the air horn might go off and then we could live pick um, my pick. But just as I started reading those ads, uh, the loudest air horn you've ever uh, you've ever heard went off. Uh, so we had to restart. So moon off with pick number 687. I picked Kevin Pillar, uh, free agent, um, outfielder. That's my 46th pick of that draft. So uh, we're getting we're getting into the real deep stuff now. Uh, the fact that I'm taking Kevin Pillar, who's not very good when he's on a team. Uh, and he currently doesn't even have a team, but I've, that's the sort of player I'm being forced into pick at the moment. But yeah, there's some uh, yeah, a full a full program of Premier League games starting tonight. Uh, the Manchester United games actually been COVIDed off. They were due to play Brentford this evening. Yeah. Um. So they're one game show, but yeah, Newcastle Liverpool. Um. We jinxed it having me said last week that Newcastle were looking a bit more positive. Uh, we got absolutely humped 4-0 on Sunday <laughs> off Leicester City. So um, that was not ideal preparation for a trip to Anfield on Thursday night. So uh, we'll have to work out what the handicap's going to be uh, if we're going to have a sportsman's wager on it. Because I, I need at least 
maybe three and a half goals start at this point, I'm thinking, Muna? Uh, possibly. I did take the over in the Leicester City and the Newcastle game uh, on nice. uh, last Saturday. It got to a 2-0 Leicester, and then they tacked on like two late goals uh, there. Yeah, the- they got two in the last so, 10 minutes. Yeah, got the, I guess the luck fell, that, uh, fell for me that way in that game. But yeah, big match tomorrow between our club. So uh, definitely will be a lot of fun to see. Maybe there was a look-ahead spot for Newcastle. That's what they were thinking. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Liverpool next week. I do have a little feeling that uh, he might leave Salah out tomorrow. There's, uh, December's very busy. Um there's a lot of midweek games. There's a lot of games we play on Boxing Day and then we play on the yeah. 28th mm-hmm. and New Year's Day. Uh, and I think I saw a little a little stat that Salah's been rested maybe four times in this exact spot the last four seasons. Oh, wow. Um, so I just think with Liverpool, they, they, they will be probably three and a half goal favourites. It's a, it's a Tampa Bay versus New York Jets situation. Um, so I think I'm just hoping that Klopp maybe leaves out one or two too many. Um, and gives us a chance to hang on, and we can maybe hang on for a for a nil nil or something. If that's the case, so he will he will throw Salah and everybody on with twenty minutes left uh, to see if he can get the game. So, uh, talking to Tampa Bay, they, uh, I hit the jackpot on Sunday night, Moon. Off, I was waiting on uh, Tampa Bay for a three team parlay. I had them at minus three and a half. Uh-huh. Um, so halfway through the fourth quarter, to guarantee myself some profit, I hedged out. I took the Bills at plus six and a half. Um, and then obviously that game went to overtime and um, Tom Brady hit Perryman. So the uh, the books covered, winning by six, but I had the I'd hedged out with the Bills at plus six and a half. So I actually hit both bets, uh, which was very, very rare. I hit my initial bet and my uh, and my hedge as well. So not only have I got the Matt Breeder laptop and microphone, uh, we're going to be sitting down to the Rashad Perryman turkey and all the trimmings at Christmas as well. Uh, so the Buccaneers have paid for Christmas in the Bamford household. You're just on a heater there, aren't you? I mean, yeah, that live betting a lot of times is the way to uh, attack a game, especially like, you know, the opportunities that you just find that, hey, you found what you were three and a half on the Bucks pregame and then you, you know, circled back at a plus six and a half um, for uh, the uh, Bills um, over there in overtime. Lucky for you, like they don't make, or they made the rule change a while ago that in overtime, if you get the touchdown, you don't have to kick the extra point anymore. So yeah, yeah. I was uh, absolutely delighted by that. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, but uh great win there though. Congrats on that. So big party then yeah, uh, for Christmas the at, the, at the Bamford house. Huh? As if, <laughs> absolutely. As if yeah. they needed more money in their palace, you know, there's just, they're just piling it on by taking money from the NFL. Um. Made the playoffs in the SGP DGENS League. Missed go. out on the bye by 0.8 of a point Ooh. on something like 2,100 2, points over the course of a season. Uh, and I missed out on the bye by 0.8. Um, but that's been a fun league as well. Yeah. Uh, Cody Z beer guys just been chatting to me about it in uh, Furman and all the guys in there. So, yeah, not been a bad fantasy season. Do You, you don't talk much season-long fantasy, Moon, after you play NFL. I do. I'm in uh, three leagues myself. Uh, made the playoffs in two. Uh, I have a bye week in one of them because it's only top six make the playoffs and I finished second in the regular season. So uh, I'll have a bye this coming week and then go straight into the semifinals. But not much of a DFS or fantasy guy. You know that. Uh, you know, yeah. I played basketball or doing NBA league first time uh, in a long time for myself. 
uh, for fantasy wise, uh, that's going pretty well. And then last, uh, you already know the story of baseball last season that I just kind of got in there to get a 10th man in there. Um, yeah, yeah like- I, I think that, you know, it's, it's a market that I'd probably want to get into as far as DFS as well, because, you know, there's a lot of opportunities like you've mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just before we get into, uh, tonight's, uh, podcast in full the uh, the world darts that we mentioned last week the article's gone up about two hours ago <laughs> um i unpacked uh 90 a field of 96 um darts players um they they have a, a seeded draw the 32 seeds um and then they have 64 non-seeds you have qualifiers from all over the world so there's a couple of americans in there mm-hmm. uh, but they have worldwide qualifiers and there's 96 players uh, coming to the Oki at the Alexandra Palace in London. Uh, so that article went up a couple of a couple of hours ago. I've put a I put a winner up there at plus five fifty and a thirty three to one shot, and a little seven to one shot to win his bracket as well. Uh, so have a look at that. And like I say, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure you watch some darts over the next couple of weeks, Moon. If I'm going to force you. Um, because it is one of the greatest spectacles uh, on planet Earth, without a shadow of a doubt. So, um, if you fancy some darts, you want a little bit of DJ action. Moonoff was just saying some some daytime football betting uh, is always good when there's nothing else. Well, you can bet the darts through the day uh, if you're stateside over the next three weeks. The tournament starts tomorrow night um, and goes right the way through to January the second. So, uh, plenty of darts action, and like I say, you you'll struggle to find a more fun sport to bet on. Uh, it's absolutely outstanding. Um, how, how far last are you week, from? Last we did the. I'm sorry. How how far are you away from the the the, the tournament? You said it's in London, right? The venue is in London, so other end of the country. Even though, I mean, that sounds like a long way, but in this country, it's not. It's about five hours away. Um, okay. but it, it, it's the hottest ticket in town. These yeah. tickets will have sold out months and months ago, Moonaf. Oh wow. Um, if you, you get when you get a chance to watch over the next couple of weeks, yeah. uh, the venue, the crowd, everyone goes in fancy dress, everyone goes in costumes. Um, everyone's had nine pints before the first darts thrown. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of the wildest sporting things. It's absolutely brilliant, Moonaf. Honestly, I can't recommend it. Um, I've, I've never been. It's on my it's on my bucket list. It's one of okay. those sporting events that you have to go to. It's like a Kentucky Derby. Uh, it's like a Super Bowl, a World Cup final. Uh, you need to get to the World Darts. Um, I've not been yet, but yeah, once you once you get into it, yeah. I defy you to uh, to not get hooked on it. So yeah, uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, the, we did the American League last week, and it turned into a bit of an epic podcast. There was lots and lots and lots of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the National League this week, I've just been looking through our notes, um, and on face value, it doesn't look as dramatic. We have certainly one team who've been incredibly busy, um, and then the the other the other. Uh, Divisions are just all kind of uh, bits and bobs players moving off. So uh, we'll have a look, like we did last week. Uh, free agent moves, uh, World Series odds, um, any any fantasy um, sleepers that have caught my eye. Uh, just generally moving off the the National League East. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, sorry, the the National League in general. You've got the the big hitters out in the West, the Dodgers and the. Giants, surprisingly, and the Padres. You've got the East trying to catch up. Um, you've got the you've got the champs in there, obviously, the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Mets spending all the money. The Phillies are going to be competitive. Um, and then the Brewers and the Cards coming out of the Central. Uh, so this feels this feels like it's got the um, it's got maybe an eight or nine team uh, race for the title coming up. 
Yeah, it certainly feels that way. I mean, you know, I know we'll go division by division here, but not as many signings or trades that have happened, uh, like you alluded to, compared to the American League, right? We've had some, you know, some signings. Uh, you know, the Mets obviously have been the hot story in the offseason so far. Um, you know, Dodgers were able to get Chris Taylor back. We'll get into that. And then, but other than that, I mean, Cardinals made a move. You know, the Brewers made the trade uh, at the buzzer before we went into the the lockdown or the lock uh, the lockout for the MLB. Um, Marlins, you know, we'll get to the Marlins. They've made a couple moves. So, yeah, I mean, not as exciting as the American League, but, you know, there's still about eight to nine teams that are definitely in the race for the National League pennant. Yes, big story then. Uh, we will start in the end, at least we'll start at the top. Uh, and it's been the New York Mets. Um Stephen Matz, uh, a fairly middle-of-the-road uh, starting pitcher, um, started a chain of events um, by angering the Mets' ownership, or his agent did. Yeah. Um, and that chain of events led to the Mets who decided they were going to go and buy everybody else. So um, I think Stephen Matz was due to sign, or the Mets thought he was going to sign. Yeah. Um, he didn't. Uh, the Mets tweeted out that... Um, they had never seen such unprofessional behaviour in the history of sport. Uh, Matt's went inside for the Cardinals, which we'll get onto in a little while. Uh, but that, like I say, that started an avalanche of signings. Um, so the Mets are currently 14 to 1 uh, for that World Series. They picked up uh, in no particular order Max Scherzer, Stalin Marte, uh, Mark Canha, um, and Eduardo Escobar um, are the. Uh, the, the four the four main sign and so I mean you've got to start at the top you've got to start with Max Scherzer moving off Max Scherzer in a Mets uniform yeah I mean this is uh, an absolute fantastic signing for the New York Mets um, you know we, we get into the contract first I mean three years what was 130 million dollars for Max Scherzer about an annual average uh, of about 43.3 uh, million per year um, it seems like this guy is just Benjamin Button and it's like, you know, he's, he's turning back the clock. He's getting better and better every single year. And, you know, a Cy Young finalist, uh, this past year, um, did he win it this year? Who won the, um, national league It's blanking my mind right now. The Cy Young. Where uh, Wood, Woodruff, uh, Burns. Yeah. Corbin Burns, right? Yeah, so. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Scherzer's the finalist almost every single year. And now you kind of take a look at the rotation now you've paired him with Jacob DeGrom. And now you're an absolute, yeah. I mean, this one-two punch, if DeGrom and both Max Scherzer are able to stay healthy, it, this is going to be a very, very tough outcome playoff time if, number one, I'm not putting the card before the host here, but I, I've been, uh, you know, you've we, we've talked last season that pitching is what is going to get you to winning titles. And I think for them to start with Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom as your one-two punch is absolutely fantastic for them. And they also addressed um, the batting side of it, right? We talked about last season how the the offense has really been inconsistent for them, for them to go out and get Starling Marte, Mark Kenna, Eduardo Escobar, um, along, you know, paired with Pete Alonso and Brandon Nimmo in that lineup. And I think Michael Conforto is still a – free agent, but I mean, they still have guys uh, yes, yeah. Dominic, Dom Smith again in this lineup. So it's going to be a really exciting time for the Mets. And now for them, it's just about putting it together. Right. And if they're able to do that, I think they have a great chance to, you know, get to the national league uh, championship series. 
they really have to have to make a run. I say I followed them off a cliff last season. Um, they were still kind of odds on uh, minus odds favourites. Uh, for that division, probably going into July, August time, even though there was hovering around 500 yeah. uh, before eventually Atlanta uh, put a run together. Um, so, yeah, they struggled a bit with the bat. They just couldn't get any any runners home in scoring position uh, last year. Starling Marty is 33 years old, um, but that's not a huge concern. Um, the, main, the main issue I've got is he generally misses about 20% of the season. Yeah. Uh, however, I think that they must have factored that in uh, when they've when they've gone and purchased him, um, he's going as a round two fantasy player. Uh, he's got power and speed. He steals bases, which is important. Um, I've written in our notes, Munaf. Yeah, he's got the second highest tip by pitch in the majors, mm-hmm. and I've put in brackets trivia for Munaf because I'm going yeah. to ask you mm-hmm. uh, who the highest was. However, Munaf, I can't remember the answer because we did this last <laughs> week for the American League, so. I've got a trivia question for you, but I don't know the answer. So, I mean, you're welcome to have a guess, uh, or any of the listeners can have a guess. Uh, Stalin Martin is second eye sit by pitch. I mean, who's the who, who would you guess? How, how do we find this information? So, you're so Stalin Marte was second, uh, in hit by pitches last year, you're saying, correct? So, you're asking who was the most hit by last yeah, year? Yeah, that's right. Wasn't it the guy right who below Mark Hanna? I've got no idea. I don't know. I can't remember. I've been since well, here, then. Let me, it's been. Let me try to look. Uh, yeah. so look at this guy. This guy's in off-season what? form. He asked me a trivia question. Doesn't even have the answer. I knew the answer last Wednesday, Munaf. Oh, I knew. I had all the answers last Wednesday. I've just got none of the answers this Wednesday. I've just tried to Google it, and I've just got all sorts of mad lists that I don't understand. Mark Canna was on top of one of the lists that just popped up in front of me. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. He was with the yes, last if could year. Find that. Let me see. All right, here, MLB place, but hit by pitch. Number one, Mark Canna. Oh, okay. Number, oh, actually, sorry. That's he's tied with you... Ty Francis with 27 hit by pitches last year of the Mariners. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And I do not see Star- starting Martez at number 13. He only got hit 13. Right, well, I don't. Oh, no, hang on. Right, back pedal, Munaf. It's the second highest hit by pitch since he came up. Okay. Not last season. <laughs> this is good. This is good radio for everyone, isn't it? Uh, cobbling this together on the fly. So it was, yeah, it's the second highest. In, and now now I definitely can't remember the answer. But it's someone <laughs> who's been around for a long time. Uh, uh, yeah. So you have the answer, though. We're fine. Sorry? You have the answer? No, I haven't got the answer. I still don't have the answer. I've just, <laughs> what I've done is I've changed the question. Okay. I've changed the question and I still don't have the answer. So there's two questions I don't have the answer to, although you found out one, but not the actual one I was asking you. Yeah, so Mark Hanna was one last year. He was tied with Ty Francis and the other guy. Yeah, we're we're going uh, back sort of going back 10 years over Stalin Martin's career. Uh, We'll find the answer out before April the 1st, Moonaf. We put that on our list of things to do. That is part of the reason, though, um, the the reason I brought it up is that 20% of the season that he misses is that he does get beat up a little bit. Yeah. Um, So um, that he gets hit a lot. So that's fair enough. Um, We move on to Mark Canal then. Um, I think, Munaf, he was uh, tied first and hit by pitches in the majors last season, just off the top of my head, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Um, Really solid, really solid player. Um, He has some sneaky speed as well. If you're looking for some late around... Um, 
uh, stolen bases if you if you're drafting fantasy. Uh, but he's got some power, and this is a this is a good sign. And this is kind of the uh, the more professional hitter that I think uh, the the Mets needed, rather than you've got sort of players like Francisco Lindor being a little bit flaky at times. You're not sure what you're getting. Uh, Mark Canhar's got more of a solid profile, more of a, a reliable output. Yeah, and I think that you know. <laughs> For Mark, he's going to have to show improvement, right? He's from the California area. He's from San Jose, so not too far from, I think, Oakland. I mean, don't quote me on that. But California guy being back in, in on the West Coast, I think that last season he uh, he had I mean career high of 519 at-bats, not a great batting average of 231, 17 home runs, 61 RBIs. Um, but he's going to have to improve there. And if he's going to be in this lineup for the, um, for the New York Mets, I think he can. And, you know, he's shown that kid sorry, the capability, he had a season in 2019 where he batted 271, had 26 home runs for them. So, um, you know, I think that that was his best year. And I think that if he can find that form again for the uh, New York Mets, you know, they're going to be in good hands. And they have – now they have great pitch or now hitters in that lineup like we've talked about uh, so far uh, for the Mets, right? You, you pair them with Pete Alonso, you with Dom Smith, guys that can, you know, hit for power and also get on base as well. So, um Mets are trending up, and I think that you know the World Series R's are indicating that, uh, Malcolm. Yeah, I've had I've had a little bit of twenty to one moon off, uh, maybe about six weeks ago. Yeah. Um, that's been shortened up to around about fourteen to one since they made these these yeah. moves. Uh, the tough one is Eduardo Escobar, um, who had a great first half of the season last year with the Diamondbacks, um, was traded to the Brewers, wasn't as good in the second half. Um, Interestingly, this has been uh, this has been really well received in the clubhouse. Something that the Mets have struggled with, possibly. Uh, they had all that silliness last year where uh, the players were booing the fans <laughs> and all that. Uh, and um, so, yeah, a positive clubhouse influence from Eduardo Escobar. Um, he also hit twenty eight home runs last year. Hit two fifty three. So, uh, Canhar and Escobar are currently projected to be batting six and seven in that lineup. So, I mean, as bottom half of the order, guys. Um, they are they are solid players. Um, and you see a bit a bit deeper off the bench. JD Davis, Jeff McNeil, and Dom Smith are all very very serviceable players off the bench. Yeah, and then the top of that uh, rotation, uh, Francisco Lindor is there also. So we we didn't mention that name for the uh, New York Mets. Yeah, the, the top of the lineup is Nimmo, yeah. Marte, Lindor, and Alonso. Uh, yeah. The only one really stuck in the middle is Robinson Cano. If Robinson Cano, um. He's 39 years old now, so I'd, I've taken him in that draft that we were just talking about. Um, he was round about pick 41 or something, Robinson Cano. Yeah. Uh, but he's currently scheduled to, to hit fifth in that lineup. Will probably platoon. Uh, might get some DH if there is some uh, if there's some NLDH after the collective bargaining agreement. Um, Peter Alonso will probably hit a little bit of DH, but that, that'll be good for, uh, for those Mets players. Um, so... And then, yeah, the, the rotation, DeGrom and Scherzer, um, they need more out of Carlos Carrasco, who um, finished last season with an ERA of over six. Maybe one more starter. Um, but I quite like the, 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 the top of that bullpen is when Edward Diaz, Trevor May, Seth Lugo, Mikel Castro. Um, so, yeah, the, certainly rolling a bit deeper enough. Um, I don't know if I'll go back in at 14 to one. I say I've taken a little bit of 20s, not much, just I've had a, I've had a few fivers here and there. I've probably got 15 or 20 quid spread around yeah. um, at 20 to one. Uh, but I'll be looking to see uh, what happens in the rest of the division. That's the thing, because this division last year, uh, 
was fairly underwhelming. Uh, yeah. Even though it, it sounds odd to say the, the 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 world champions came out of it, so that's where yeah. we go next. The Atlanta Braves, uh, fourteen to one, same price as uh, the New York Mets. Um, the only move so far is the acquisition of Kirby Yates, um, thirty-five-year-old relief pitcher. Can close has been a good closer. A um, little bit of competition for Will Smith in that position. Um, but I don't think he's going to be ready for the start of the season. Um, so, I mean, obviously could be handy to come in uh, after a couple of months when he gets himself sorted out. Yeah. But so far, pretty quiet for the Braves. And really, Freddie Freeman uh, is the big story in Atlanta. Um, hit free agency, whether or not they pick him up again. Yeah, but I think also, yeah, that's the number one thing for the uh, Braves is, you know, where Freddie Freeman ends up. I see it... I see it one of two ways that he's either going to obviously return. I think personally he'll be back with the Braves, but I think the only other team that he may end up with is probably the Dodgers. Um, it, it, what's my gut is telling me. So, but I think for the Braves, let's keep in mind, Malcolm, that they're going to get the best, one of the best players back on the planet in Ronald Acuna Jr. back in this lineup, right? They didn't yes. have him for that second half of the year in the playoff run and also their best pitcher, Mike Soroka is also going to be back for their uh, pitching rotation. So, you know, you get your best pitcher back, you get your best hitter back. So I think that's that's going to be more than enough um, for the Braves. I think that they can probably use another starting pitcher in their rotation. Uh, we know about the bullpen already, but I think that if they're able to go get, get a, another, you know, a pitcher in their lineup, um, this team is uh, poised to, again, make a run again in the uh, NL East. And, you know, who knows, again, in the uh, in, make a run for the championship again to defend their title. Yeah, they'll definitely need to uh, they need to get um, Acuna back. I don't know if he'll be ready uh, for the sort of spring team. And the same with Mike Soroka. Um, as it stands, we were just talking about the Mets and the bench depth. Um, the Braves aren't rolling very deep at all there. Uh, Projected batting lineups. The bottom five here are projected to hit 213, 228, 220, 198, and 111. Uh, that's what they hit last season. Um, so you've got five uh, five batters there hitting 220 and under. Um, and, I mean, nothing on the bench at all. Absolutely nothing on the bench. The rotation's good. I like uh, Freed's great. We like Charlie Morton. Um, Ian Anderson had a great second half of the season. Uh, Hosker Inoue was having an excellent season until he punched the dugout wall uh, and <laughs> broke his hand. Um, and then there's quite a few names um, after that who we mentioned um, going into the playoffs last year. Tucker Davidson, um, who got brought up. Um, and then there's a few names. Well, these are uh, yeah, and Kyle Muller as well. Uh, I think they'll both get, we'll both get some run this season. So, yeah, the, the, the pitching... Uh, it's a little bit deeper, but yeah, they'll need to do something, and I'm sure they will. Uh, like we say, everything's ground to a halt currently, yeah. uh, but that lineup will be slightly different when we come to uh, when we come to first day of the season. Um, Phillies, Moonaf, you uh, you fell in love with the Phillies a little bit the back end of last year, the last couple of months, didn't you? You took some four, five to one. Um, I've said repeatedly last year they were the most 500 team. Um, in baseball. Um, what did you see last year that you thought could get them over the line? Was it just a lack of opposition? Um, yeah. And then how do you think they're going to go this year? Yeah, I think that, Malcolm, we talked about NL East had volumes last season, right? We we said that this division was going to come back or come down to the final month of the, or sort of final week of the season. And 
it was pretty much that Braves and Philly series that happened in the final. I think it was the second to last week um, of the season. And, you know, the Phillies had to really win that series for them to really um, win the division, but they weren't able to do that. And I think that you hit you hit the nail on the head that it was a lack of opposition because we didn't really see a team that was going to come out and just take this division by the throat in that second half of the season, whether it was going to be the Braves, whether it was going to be the Phillies or even the Mets. But, um, you know, that the, the, the Phillies were hot for there for a while. You know, they won a couple games. They had the eventual MVP in, in a Bryce Harper. Um, the pitching, you know, outside of Zach Wheeler, they picked up Kyle Gibson at the trade deadline from the uh, Rangers to kind of give them that 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 extra ump that they needed. Aaron Nola, I think, was really, really subpar this year for the Phillies. I think that, you know, if, if Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, and Kyle Gibson are able to be the pitchers that we've seen, um, I think that this team will be primed next season to, again, compete in this NL East. And I think I feel like, again, Malcolm, next season that we're going to be talking about this division uh, almost every single week because you have three teams for sure between the Mets, Phillies, and the Braves that can any one of those teams can go out and win the division. Um, but, you know, their, their offense, you know, it's, it's hit or miss, and I think that we can say that about any team in this division. Nope, you're on mute. Off-season mode, are we? You're still on mute. Malcolm, you're on mute. You're on mute. Off season. Sorry, Moon. I was on mute there. <laughs> I was on mute there temporarily. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I've, the Phillies are thirty-five to one to win the World Series. There's a lot of teams in that range. Um, told us what you saw the 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 Seattle Mariners and and people like that coming out the L. So you could sort of throw a blanket over the, those those mid-range teams. Uh, not something that would uh, quickly interest me there. Uh, the one pickup has been Corey Knebel. Um The pen was absolutely desperate last season. was yeah. horrible. Uh, they lost Hector Neris, who we talked about a little bit last week, going to Houston, mm-hmm. um, who I think might get some sneaky saves. Um, but uh, I think Knebel will be the closer uh, for, for Philly. They'll need a little bit more. they um, like I say, uh, Aaron Nola pitched to a 4.68 ERA. He's better than that. Because um, Kyle Gibson did okay. And Ranger Suarez was absolutely excellent. Started 12 games for them. Uh, pitched to a 1.36 ERA. Uh, they've got a couple of players to come back. Zach Eflin, uh, not very exciting. But yeah, they need to sort that. Really urgently need to address that bullpen. Um, the lineup's okay. The lineup, they look they look like a 500 team again, uh, unfortunately. Um yeah, the Phillies, um, one of the most underwhelming uh, teams to make it all. Um, Miami, um, 100 to 1 for the World Series. Uh, but being busy, you know, Miami always interests me. They did it last year. They, they, they sucked me in a couple of times, and I took a couple of 33 to 1 tickets around mm-hmm. uh, about uh, May time because uh, this division was so bad. And I just think the Marlins are always on the verge of a little breakout. They've signed Joey Wendell from the Rays. He was a super utility guy. He'll play all over the place. Um, Abisail Garcia um, had a career year with the Brewers. Um, he could hit somewhere in the mid-20 home runs. Uh, was platooning in Milwaukee, but he'll be looking to move to a full-time role. Uh, catcher Jacob Starlins, um, good defensive catcher to help their young pitching. We talked about Detroit last week and their young pitching rotation. Uh, Miami, 
very, very similar. Um, Sixto Sanchez coming back from injury was my pick for rookie of the year uh, last year. Never got on the mound, had various injuries, uh, but hopefully we'll see Sixto this year. Um, I'd be interested in the overs for Miami if I saw an early line on, on them because I do think uh, they're going to get uh, better. And I do have a very hot take, Moon, after that and give you uh, in a little minute after you tell us uh, what you think about Miami. Yeah, Miami, uh, they're slowly, slowly starting to put a roster together here, right? And I think the biggest thing for you is, or for, for Miami is what you mentioned is about going to be about their pitching. Um, you know, they have uh, Sandy Alcantara. They have Trevor Rogers, Pablo Lopez. Um, so, you know, those aren't bad names. And again, they were pretty good last season. All those pitchers that I just mentioned had an ERA of three and a half or below. In fact, Trevor Rogers last season, 2.64 ERA. Um, Sandy, Al- I don't know if it's Alcantara or it's Alcantara, but we'll figure that out by April 1st. But he had a great season. He pitched 200 plus innings. He had a 3.19 ERA, led them with nine wins. Pablo Lopez at 3.07 ERA, 100 innings pitch. So you kind of see where I'm getting at here, Malcolm. This this pitching rotation is going to yeah. be fun next season. Um, you know, you picked up a great defensive uh, catcher, like you mentioned, and Jacob Stalling. Sexto Sanchez is going to be back. So I'm excited for this team. You know, um, I think this is going to team uh, like last year, uh, Malcolm, that there was. I think it was the Pirates or another team that we had that we had picked the over and, and it had gone over. I think Miami might be that team next this next season, uh, like you alluded to. Yeah, I do. I'm interested in Miami. Um, I certainly will have some tickets on them to do a bit, to, to to do some stuff. Probably take some some overs. I think um, um, a lot of the reason that the Nationals are going to be poor. We'll touch on them in a minute. Um, but yeah, the the. The, the Phillies don't do much for me. And I think the Marlins, yeah, the Marlins can certainly uh, maybe make a bid for for, for a wild card uh, berth. At, at least they're 100 to 1. Um, if you shopped around, if I could find some bigger prices, if I could find someone who slept on them a bit and got them up at 200 or 250, something like that, uh, I might just spread a few quid around. Um, the the hot take that I mentioned, Moonoff, is is Sandy, uh, Sandy Alcantara. Um mm-hmm. And I've got a bit of a lean on him for the for the Cy Young Award. Um, so when those odds come out, um, I really, really like him. I'm very sweet on him. Um, like you mentioned, his numbers uh, from last season uh, were absolutely excellent. Um, and I can just I think if he can improve a little bit, he's projected 12 wins with a 3.59 ERA. Um, so I think I think if Miami are a bit better. Uh, if Alcantara can be a little bit better, if he can get himself to 14 or 15 wins, uh, lower that ERA to 3.2 or 3.3, not be far away, and you'll certainly be in the conversation. And I think you will get a you'll get a giant price on him um, for the National League Cy Young because of the huge names that are in there. We've already mentioned uh, Degrom Scherzer, uh, and we've got the the Brewers pitching staff upcoming as well. So uh, Sandy Alcantara uh, is a huge price uh, Cy Young representative uh, is one for me. Yeah, last season, Malcolm, I mean, uh, quickly to wrap it up uh, on, on the Marlins here, he was 9-15 and 15 with a with a 3.09 ERA. Now, if you just kind of flip that 15-9 and nine with a 3.09 ERA, that's that's pretty formidable, right? And I think that you'd definitely be in the conversation for Cy yep. Young. Last season, I mean, he just didn't have a, lo- a, lot, a lot of the games that he started. He didn't have the run support in some of these games. And I'm kind of looking at his game log here. I mean, there's a stretch in, in August where he lost, you know, 2-0, 3-1, to 
um, three to one again against the Yankees. So if that, if that run support is going to be there for a guy like um, Sandy Alcantara, I think that again, he can definitely be in the conversation for Cy Young. And again, he's, you're right. His price is going to be, I would guess around what? 60 plus 61 60 to yeah. 175 to one maybe even 100 to one just because it's a marlin so yeah we'll definitely be uh i'm really looking forward to the show when we do the futures that, that's going to be a lot of fun to do yeah absolutely uh briefly touch on the nationals they have made no acquisitions uh as yet so really not much uh to to talk about with regard to washington they're 150 to one uh, to win the World Series and with good reason. Uh, a couple of little fantasy players you might take a punt on. Uh, Lane Thomas, who um, did actually get 264 plate appearances last year, um, is scheduled to lead off for them. Um, could get some stolen bases. Um, further down the list, a very uninspiring lineup. Um, Josiah Gray, um, their current SB3, pitched with 5.48 ERA last year. Um, was traded, came across from the Dodgers. Um, but I think there's more in the locker there. He was quite highly touted at the Dodgers. Uh, so I think he can lower that and he'll probably outperform his ADP. And the other one is a little save candidate, is Kyle Finnegan, um, who um, will pick up some saves. Someone's going to save some games for Washington. Um, there's nothing in that bullpen at all. Uh, Kyle Finnegan is currently the scheduled closer. Um, I drafted him at position 387 um, in this uh, drafting hole that I'm currently involved in. Uh, so if I can pick up double-figure saves out of Kyle Finnegan uh, with my pick number 26, um, I'll be happy with that. Uh, Washington, really nothing much to say, Moon, if anything to add? No, I mean, they're. I think they're going into a rebuild mode. I mean, you still have your, your franchise player with Juan Soto on this roster, um, you know, you're pitching last season, obviously lost Max Scherzer to the Dodgers, now eventually to the Mets. But last season, it kind of seemed like they kind of put together a roster and see if they can be competitive. And it kind of didn't happen for them. I mean, Patrick Corbin and Eric Fetty, both of those guys had ERAs well above five. Your best pitcher, obviously, was Max Scherzer last year. But, you know, like you talked about with the batting, once after Juan Soto, there's not really much there for this roster. So I think they're going to be in full rebuild mode um, are the Nationals. Absolutely. Um, all of these picks and odds and markets are available over at WinBet, uh, where you can win money and boost your odds, which is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Uh, Excuse roads right at your fingertips, all of your major sports, loads of great offers and bonuses. Um, new users can bet $1 on any sport, win 100 bucks. You can get up to $1,500 as a free bet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Uh, win bet will match your first deposit up to 200%. Great promos, odds and payouts. So visit wynnbet.com or download the WinBet app today. Um, next, NL Central, top of the list, Moonaf, are the Brewers. Uh, one big signing. Um, that will have got onto your radar. Hunter Renfro came across. Um, to he will replace Avi Garcia, who we just mentioned went to the Marlins. Uh, Hunter Renfro, very like for like signing, added to the Brewers. That's pretty much all they've done so far. Um, but the 18 to one World World Series, um, not a hugely competitive division. Uh, 
as it stands. But yeah, not much to say about the Brewers. Uh, we're pretty decent last season uh, and look look like they're going to uh, they're going to go well again this year, Muna. Yeah, you said that, you know, they the the trade with the Red Sox where they brought Jackie Bradley Jr. back um, for the trade for Hunter Renfro. I think Hunter Renfro last season we mentioned when we talked about the Red Sox was absolutely big for them. Um, so, you know, getting a better bat in that outfield with Hunter Renfro for the Brewers, I think is going to be big. But I think the Brewers still need to make some moves on the uh, in their lineup because it was, you know, very, very subpar last year. Um, you know, this team had, you know, the bit, the, the top three, I think best starting rotation, you can say maybe outside of the Dodgers with Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff and, and Peralta. Uh, but the offense just wasn't yeah. there for them. So I'm, I, I want to see the Brewers add a, some big, you know, bats that can not only hit for power, but also hit for our, you know, hit for, hit for, hit for average, right. Get on base and then steal some bases and, and, you know, get singles, doubles and triples. I think, this, this team is, you know, they're right there, but I'm just waiting for them to kind of make a couple moves in that, that batting lineup to kind of put them over the top. Yeah, they've got a, a lot of bounce-back candidates in that lineup. Yeah, um, yeah. Either Christian Yelich is the obvious one who uh, looked like he was going to be an absolute megastar and hasn't been terrible, but equally hasn't lived up to that bill in the last couple of years. 248 average with nine homers last year, Christian Yelich. I wow. mean, probably projected somewhere in the in, in the 30s. Um, and then you've got people like uh, Colton Wong, who could actually had a very good season, could do a bit better. Lorenzo Kane needs to stay healthy. Uh, was down at 286 plate appearances. Rowdy Tellez uh, came across from Toronto. Uh, so, yeah, they've, they've got some players who do need to bounce back. Um Keston Hurer, another one, a hugely touted prospect two years ago. Yeah. Uh, last year hit 168. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely a player in there. Um, but the top three in the rotation are great. The other two aren't bad. Um, they've got one of the most feared bullpens, the top three, Josh Hader, Devin Williams and Brent Suter. Um, just below that, Aaron Ashby. Uh, it was an absolute fantasy darling. Uh, there's a lot of Aaron Ashby truthers out there. Um Maybe expecting him to get into the rotation at some point. Uh, so he's a name to keep an eye on. Uh, so yeah, I think the Brewers um, should have enough for this for this division. The main competition is going to come from the Cardinals, who are twenty five to one. Made the wild card last year, um, yeah. won the wild card last year, um, before eventually going down to the Dodgers. Um, they're twenty five to one, like I say, for the World Series. Uh, their main sign in is the man we talked about first on the show, who set off this crazy uh, chain of events for the Mets. Was Stephen Matz. Um played well at the Blue Jays last year. Um, I liked him before that when he was at the Mets. Um, solid mid rotation piece, solid mid rotation fantasy guy. ADP round about two thirty, and he's got all those gold glovers on the cards. Uh, they've got the best uh, best. Uh, defence in baseball. Uh, not a tough division, so um, good move that for Stephen Matz. Um, how are you feeling about cards, Moonaf? Was uh, Did they flatter to deceive a little bit last year, or was that a, was that a genuine performance? I think it was a, a genuine performance by them. I, I think they have the best corner infielders in the game with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. I mean, Nolan Arenado has a great glove. We know about his bat when he was with the uh, Colorado Rockies. Even last year, he led this team in home runs and RBIs, 34 home runs, 105 RBIs. And uh, Paul Goldschmidt, he led this team in batting average at 294 and uh, on-base percentage of 365. 
it's really about for the for the for the Cardinals is what you're going to get from the others, right? The Tommy Edmonds of the world, so Dylan Carlson, so Tyler O'Neills. What are you going to get from those guys next season? And I'm really excited about this pitching, right? Uh, I had picked Jack Fardy last year to win the um, the Cy Young in the National League. He came out on fire. He was, I think, seven and zero, eight and zero with his ERA. I think was well below two before he went on the IL for an extended amount of time. But I'm excited about this pitching rotation as well. I mean, if Adam Wainwright Another Benjamin Button uh, um, candidate here, along with Max Scherzer, uh, he had a great season for them, right? He had pitched 200 uh, plus innings for them, 3.05 ERA, a whip of 106. Um, but if you're, you know, if you're able to get Jack Flaherty healthy, you have Alex Reyes in the bullpen, um, and you have a couple other guys, right? Uh, Kwang Hyun Kim, again, this guy's in the in the pitching rotation for them as well. Um, um, so, you know, I think that if they pick up another, another, uh, either a bat or a, a pitcher here, Malcolm, I won't be surprised if we can, if we, if Cardinals are a sneaky peek to, you know, get into that pennant, uh, or for the NL pennant, because I'm really high on this team coming into this next year. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Kim, uh, KK is actually, he's a free agent. Um, he's, he was released, um, okay. by the Cardinals, but I do think they could pick him up again. Or I think certainly someone will, um, actually an, another, uh, while he's in, uh, free agency, uh, it's a great, uh, flyer, uh, in some of these late, some of these late round, um, baseball draft. So yeah, I like him, but yeah, they've got, uh, Dakota Hudson possibly, uh, yeah. coming into the rotation. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't mind it at all. It's a, not an awful lot of depth, um, but yeah, which comes back to your point is that they need to maybe pick up uh, one player on either side of the ball, yeah, um, one one bat, one pitcher, um, and just to just to nudge them up a little bit closer uh, to the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, behind them, you've got the Reds at sixty six to one, um, who have made no signings so far. Again, the Reds, the Reds were still in uh, contention back end of. Uh, even even into the, the the last couple of weeks last year, with ever looking like they were really going to challenge, uh, they hung around. Jesse Winker got injured midway through the season. Uh, that cost them a little bit, uh, but the Reds are okay, and I think they'll they'll, they'll be competitive again. But still, haven't made any moves as yet this year, Muna. Yeah, I think this is another team where you're. I mean, you had uh, you're starting pitching here where they were able to get innings out, right? Luis Castillo. Got off to a very, very uh, rough start last year, Malcolm. We were talking about this before he just magically turned it around and returned to the form that we saw in, I think it was 2020 season. Um, you know, Tyler, uh, Tyler uh, Male, Mahill. I don't know how to say his name, yes. but yeah, yeah, uh, Tyler Marley. Yeah, so he was good for them. 13 and six, uh, a record. Uh, sorry, 13 and six. 180 innings pitched, 3.75 ERA. I think this was one of the pitchers, Malcolm, that we had talked about when we were making our picks last season was a guy that uh, we were backing on the road because for whatever reason, he was 8-2 and two on the road with a 2.3 ERA. And at home, he was 5-4 and four with a 5.63 ERA. So I think if he's able to get that corrected, um, he can be a great, uh, you know, a top one-two guy for this rotation along with Luis Castillo. But, um, yeah, this pitching uh, rotation should be okay. I think that, again, they'll probably need to pick up one more uh, pitcher. But I think I'm really excited about the possibilities of um, the the batters, right, led by Nick Castellanos in this lineup. So Jonathan India, who won Rookie of the Year, 
Uh, so they yeah. have some young, great prospects in the team. Joey Votto is going to be, you know, back for this team. So it's going to be an exciting team, Malcolm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, interesting to see how they do because um, they have got the potential to, to find another uh, 10 or 15 wins from somewhere. Um, yeah. Sonny Gray, rock solid in the middle of that rotation. Love Sonny Gray. Uh, and the, the bottom two names on that rotation, Vlad uh, Gutierrez, uh, we picked him a few times. He he fell into our category of um, these these sort of unseen rookies uh, who were getting their first few games. Uh, Gutierrez won us a couple of games. Um, his ERA actually came in quite high. But I like Gutierrez. I think he'll do okay. And there's a name just below that, Riva San Martin, uh, who came across from the New York Yankees uh, in 2019. Um, hasn't uh, He's only pitched 11 innings uh, in the big league. Currently down as their SP5. Might not end up there, but I think at some point you'll see San Martin uh, in the season. And if you do, you can expect to see us uh, picking him for uh, a win or two. He'll be, he'll be, he'll fit our little, uh, he'll fit our mould, moon off uh, when we get into these into these games in the dog days of summer, and he's called up uh, for his first start. Um, the Cubs uh, actually building; uh, they, uh, they appear to be in full on teardown mode, yeah. um, and the, I, I think they're building a little bit quicker um, than people expected them to. Uh, a big sign of this was the the signing of Marcus Stroman uh, came across from the Mets. Um, the 151 uh, for the World Series, they're not really in contention. Um, I like Stroman, solid SP3, uh, ADP, round about 130. You can rely on Marcus Stroman. Uh, but I think the Cubs are going to be a little bit better uh, than people give them credit for. The lineup's not very glamorous, but I think they're trying a little bit harder and they're trying to get things turned around a bit quicker than people originally thought they were moving after. Yeah, uh, obviously last year they they uh, they blew it up with you know trading of Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo. Um, you know they still have Wilson Contreras on the team. Uh, Javi Baez, another guy uh, that they uh, traded away at the trade deadline last season. But um, you know you still have some players on this roster, Malcolm, with with Patrick Wisdom, Wilson Contreras, like I mentioned, still on this team. Um, there's there's players on this team. Ian Happ, another guy, right? He 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 should you know find form with this team. But the the pitching is is going to be the biggest question mark. That if this team is again not performing or competing again, are they going to be trading a guy like Kyle Hendricks? Right? They added uh, Marcus Stroman to this rotation, uh, and we talked also about uh, Adbert Alzale uh, uh, last season with the with the Cubs. So. The, the, the question for them is going to be now, do they fully blow it up and go tear down their pitching as well when come trade deadline next season in July? So that's something that be, uh, we're going to be looking at throughout the season at the beginning of the season is that, hey, what's going to be going on with the Chicago Cubs team? But um, yeah, no, I don't think they'll be competing in the NL, NL Central here. I think, I think it's going to be a two-horse race again like it is every year between the Brewers and the, uh, and the Cardinals. Yeah, that lineup is a little bit icky when you look at it. Uh, I like Nick Madrigal. Uh, they picked him up from the Cubs. They traded for the closer, whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, who was that, Munaf? I'm sorry, what was that? Who was the closer that the Cubs traded the White Sox? To uh, the White Sox. Craig Kimbrell, right? Kimbrell. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Nick Madrigal, who's got a huge batting average, uh, and, but doesn't come with much else. He needs to add uh, some of the bits of the game. But he's a good, uh, he's a very well thought of player, is Nick Madrigal. Um, 
The same with Rafael Ortega at the top of the lineup. Ian Happ is on my list of players I cannot draft. I will be having no shares in Ian Happ. Um, the last two two seasons, he's absolutely killed me. Um, but yeah, Strowman and Hendricks. Um, Rowan Wick is a very, very late save um, fantasy pick. But yeah, um, you, the, the Cubs are priced at 151 for a reason. But like I said, I think maybe if they had one or two more, uh, they could be so, how last season, how... Uh, Detroit and Seattle kind of managed to cobble together a fairly competitive team uh, with lots of bits and bobs players. Um, I think Chicago might do that this year. Um, the Pirates, 500-1. No sign-ins, plead poverty, uh, do everything wrong. I'm not entirely sure why they exist currently, Muna. <laughs> Did they go over their win total last yeah. year? Is that harsh? Oh yeah, we had them to go. Yeah, but it was sixty-one and a half or something. It was hardly. Uh, it was. It was a good pick. Yeah, winner's a winner. Um, Come on, you yeah, can't, uh, can't. We can't shit on a team that got over the total for us. Well, they, they finished with sixty-one. I think it could have been probably in the fifties with the Orioles might last have been year. Fifty-eight, actually. Yeah, yeah. I got my little book with me, but I think it was fifty-eight and a half. Yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah, you're. I mean, you're right. You're being. It a little, might be lower little, this year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they traded away Adam Frazier last year. Um, who was the other bat that they have in this lineup that was really the yeah, only Brian Hayes guy. is the one. Um, yeah. Actually, Brian, yeah. The names, it's Brian Reynolds is the other one. Well, it is. Yeah. Uh, Brian Hayes uh, had some injuries last year, but um, did okay. Brian Reynolds got a 24 homers. Um, there's a name in there uh, who actually I have drafted in every draft I've drafted so far. Um, it's O'Neill Cruz, who is the um, shortstop, uh, age 23, uh, traded with the Dodgers uh, in 2017. So he's been with the organization a while. Only had nine plate appearances uh, last season. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm expecting, I think he could be really, really good. Um, drafted him quite high. I've drafted him around about 170 ish uh, in a few places. So um, I haven't let the fact that he's on Pittsburgh put me off. Uh, there at all. Let me have a look. Oh, 13th round. Yeah, 184 is where yeah. I picked O'Neill Cruz up in this current draft. Um, the pitching rotation. Uh, yeah, I've heard of Jose Quintana. Um, he was with the Angels, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Sort of a, a, a long reliever with the Angels about five years ago uh, was probably the most uh, relevant piece of news on Jose Quintana. And he's currently their SP1. So, yeah, that's all That's all a bit of a mess. I'm not, yeah, not sure. So at 501, the, um, they'll not be challenging uh, for anything. But we'll have a look at the overs. If that overs does come in, round about 58 or maybe a little bit below that, then uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't deter us. We don't mind taking uh, taking these bumps. It was quite a quite a profitable system for us uh, this year. Um, if you have any big NFL tickets that you want to get out of, uh, or you're looking to hedge on, we talked about my Bills hedge earlier in the season. Uh, earlier in the uh, in the episode tonight, uh, Prop Swap is the place to be. Uh, it's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Uh, if you're not using it, then you're missing out. Uh, you can find the best studs in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. Prop Swap will double it up to five hundred bucks. If you love sports betting, you need to be using Prop Swap. The average prop swapper makes $500 a month just buying and selling sports bets on PropSwap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America 
buys or sells sports bits. I'll have you listing my Sandy Alcantara 66 to 1 uh, Cy Young award winner, Munaf. In the middle of June, uh, plus 110 for the award, uh, you can get across to Prop Swap on my behalf and you can list that over there. Does that sound like a plan? You're on mute this time. Yes. <laughs> Moonaf has made a mistake. It wasn't we, me. It wasn't we, me, folks. It was Moonaf. We're the definitely man's a fool. an off-season mode. And you you are probably... <laughs> I'm, you can tell I'm probably uh, really distracted watching this Bayern Munich game because I took them on their team total over the game to go over. Now they're up 5 to nil. So a uh, little afternoon cash there. But... Um, what were we talking about? Yeah, Sandy Alcantara. Yeah, there's. I said yes. I was going to be tailing. Prop, 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 prop. I I am tailing all of your uh, off season uh, or your future picks as far as pitchers because you nailed the Robbie Ray one last year, um, and also yes. Shohei Otani to win MVP. So I will definitely be tailing you on uh, on your uh, on your futures picks next year. But I'm yeah, I'm really looking forward to that show. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Munaf cashing the uh, Tuesday afternoon winners uh, in the Bundesliga. Um, yeah, Bayern Munich are normally uh, they're like they're an over print team. money really in that division. They're like the Kansas yeah, City absolutely. Chiefs. It's like, not... Just bet the over. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, Munaf, NL West. This is where yeah. we have the big hitters. Uh, we have the Dodgers at 13-2 to favourites to win the World Series. Um You've already mentioned Chris Taylor resigns, super utility player. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be hoping, I think, for a bit more playing time. Uh, anything more to come from the Dodgers? They've obviously lost Scherzer. Um, yeah. Dodgers did a, a lot of their good work, really, uh, in the middle of the last season. Uh, Trey Turner's the one really who stands out. But uh, what else are you expecting? Uh, from the Dodgers. So my question to you is, do you think that Clayton Kershaw will be back with his team or no? Because he's a free agent, right? I don't think so, no. Yeah, so I think then I'm, at this I'm, point... I'm going no. Yeah, I'm going to say no as well. Um, at that point then, this this pitching rotation might be in a little bit of trouble. You still have Walker Bueller at the top of your rotation. He'll probably catapult you to number one. But outside of that, Malcolm... You get Dustin May back, but he's not. I think it's going to be a while till he comes back as well. You still have Julio Urias, um, I, and I'll get your opinion on this in a second. That maybe those two guys can now um, be in the running for Cy Young as well. But after yeah. that, Malcolm, it, it, the whole Trevor Bow situation has not been resolved in. I don't anticipate him being back in the in the league for that matter if, if he's found no. guilty for what he's done. So and rightfully so this guy should be in a trash can lit on fire somewhere for what he did. But um you know the 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 batting order is gonna be is gonna be there. I mean you still have the best batting order in this lineup even without uh Corey Seeger now. You still have Trey Turner Malcolm in this in this rotation or sorry in this lineup led yeah. with Mookie Betts, Will Smith, Chris Taylor back, you know, AJ Pollock, Jason uh Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger turned around this in that that final month of the season. So the batting's going to be okay. The biggest question for this Dodgers team now is going to be their pitching. So um we'll see what happens once in once we do get out of this lockout what they're able to do addressing their pitching. Yeah, we, uh, we did miss out one name actually. It's only when I looked at this pitching rotation uh that it that it occurred to me that we uh forgot Andrew Heaney um, who signed 
uh, as a free agent from the New York Yankees, which is a bit of an odd one, pitched to a 5.8 feet ERA. Um, but the Dodgers do this a lot. They'll often go into the season with eight or nine potential starters. You've already mentioned the, the lads you've already mentioned. And then and then last year they had people like um, Alex Wood. Uh, they yeah. sort of pick up these sort of half-broken uh, pitches and try and, and try and cobble together a rotation out. David Price is still there um, as well. He's currently... Yeah, he's down, he's down as the SP5. Uh, yeah. I don't think he will be. Tony Gonsolin. See, there's these names that have been around a long time. Um, uh, Bruce Starr Gratterall in the pen. Um, potentially, they've, they've talked about him uh, coming out and starting. So, yeah, there's load, just a lot of names kicking around. I do like Dustin May. Um, just never seems to... Uh, so far, uh, hasn't been able to put together a little run of games. So it's a little bit injury prone, yeah. But you expect the Dodgers just to do something about it. Uh, the top of that lineup is terrifying, um, and we'll wait to see um, what they do pitching wise. Um, below them, the two teams that make this the most competitive division: the Padres and the Giants. Uh, the Padres seventeen to one um, for the. World Series, the Giants are a 20 to 1. Obviously, the Giants were the huge uh, shock team last season. Um, neither of them have made uh, a signing uh, so far. What are you expecting from these two? I mean, the, people are expecting the Giants maybe just to drop off a little bit if they, yeah. they, they overperformed last year and the Padres to really switch positions, do, do the opposite. And the Padres need to kick on because they spent a lot of money last season and really ended up with nothing to show for it. Yeah, exactly what you just said, Malcolm. I mean, you're 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 expecting this Giants team to regress a little bit next year. Um, they've actually lost pieces. Obviously, the big piece that they lost uh, to the Blue Jays was Kevin Gossman. Um, you know, their their leader last year in pitching, 192 innings pitched, 2.81 yeah. ERA, 14 and six for the season. Uh, Anthony Discofani, I believe, is back with this team, 13 and seven last year, 3.17 ERA. Um, Alex Wood, nine and or sorry, ten and. Did you say he signed with the uh, Dodgers or he's still a free agent? No, I think they had him. No, the Dodge. I think if I'm getting confused, if the, did the Dodgers not have him at the start of last season? Yeah, I know uh, he was. Yeah, yeah. Alex, Alex Wood signed from the Dodgers January last year. Um, so he, Alex Wood was a good example of it. One of these okay. pitches that the Dodgers had picked up to try and do something with. Obviously saw something there. Yeah. It never worked out. Went back to the Giants yeah. uh, and ended up pitching to a 3.83 ERA last year. It was very good. Yeah, so I mean, you know, for 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 the Giants, I think that they're batting. Last year, we talked about this a lot, was that it was really, you know, in the middle, it was in the middle of the uh, uh, National League where it wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't the worst. Like they got the, the, the whole thing last year for the Giants was their pitching. And, um, you know, for them to lose Kevin Gossman, I think that might set them back a little bit. Again, winning 100 games in this coming year, I think that's going to be very, very tough for them to repeat. But, um, absolutely, you know, Chris Bryant, I don't, you know, I think he's still a free agent as well. Or did he sign somewhere? Because he was uh, no, with... He's, I believe he's still on the market. Yeah, so he's still on the market. So, you know, again, it'll depend on if they're able to get Chris Bryant back um in in this in this rotation sorry this batting lineup i think that's going to be big for them but i do think that they have to you know, do something to uh, address their uh, batting uh, batting lineup malcolm yeah they they're quite intriguing just it looking really down is. the lineup and the 
and the the pitching rotation. There's I don't get put off at all. I think they're going to be underrated, and I think there's going to be value in them. Um, we said Logan Webb last year was outstanding. So was yeah. uh, Descalfani, Alex Wood. They picked up Alex Cobb from the Angels um, as a free agent, and then they've got uh, there's a lad called Tyler Beedy, mm-hmm. um, who I'm guessing had Tommy John uh, missed the entire year last year, but the year before that. Uh, I remember playing him in fantasy and playing him in uh, in DFS. And he finished the season on the mound. He, he managed to pitch one in last year. But Tyler Bede, he's a, he's a decent pitcher. Um, so I'm intrigued by There's a lot of upside to that pitching rotation. The the bats, uh, Tommy Lestella's back, had an uh, interrupted season last year. Um, but a lot of players didn't have a full season who who I think have got a bit of upside. Lamont Neway Jr. Uh, Joey Bart, the catcher, um, who isn't a great defensive catcher by all accounts. But if we get the DH, uh, if we get the universal DH, Joey Bart, I think, will DH a lot. Uh, and I think he can hit a lot of home runs. I think he'll be an excellent piece for them. Um, so as much as I'm looking down the, the ages, 32, 33, 34, 36, 31, uh, they're quite an old team. But I do think they're going to be underrated again this season. Um, and just looking down this lineup, there's not much puts me off at all. Um, a late fantasy flyer uh, for saves again, uh, Camilo Deval, uh, who you can get at any price you like. He's up there. He's way up there. Um, currently scheduled as the closer, but not a name that I'd sort of uh, come across uh, particularly, only pitched 27 innings last year, picked up three saves. Um, but yeah, uh, looks like he could slot in as the closer. So if you can, if you can find Deval uh, late on, you might get a lot of saves from him. But yeah, this uh, this Giants team intrigues me, Moonaf. Uh, and we've said there's a couple of divisions where the other the teams around you make the price. The fact the Dodgers are in there, and the fact the Padres are in there, they're going to make this price for the Dodgers uh, for the. Um, for the Giants. The Giants are going to be third favourites. Um, and yeah, just in the last five minutes, I have come around to, uh, I might be I might be getting involved in the Giants more than I thought five minutes ago. <laughs> That's why we do these off-season pods, so you can talk yourself <laughs> into uh, betting on a, uh, <laughs> betting on a team for next season. But yeah, there's always that one team or, or, you know, the team that we think is going to regress, but they're back at it, you know, the same year. I mean, I don't anticipate them winning another hundred and plus games, but I do yeah. think that, you know, they're they're going to be competitive again in this division, especially if the Dodgers lose a lot on the pitching side of, 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 of the rotation there. And the Padres, again, it's still a big question mark on what's going to happen with this team. Obviously, you have, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr., you have Matt Manny Machado in this in this uh, batting lineup, but again, for me, you always you know this that I'm always about a guy that's about pitching, and you know they traded for Blake Snell last year from the Rays, didn't pan out uh, as they as they would have hoped, but you know you still have what you Darvish in this lineup, you still have a couple of names, so again, it's about them you know, putting it together. Joe Musgrove was big for them last year as well. You know, we faded Chris Paddock last year at, at volumes. His ERA ended up at yeah. 5.07. Ryan Weathers, another guy that we faded, 5.32 ERA. So I think they still need to get another a uh, another uh, top-of-the-line pitcher in this rotation, I think, personally for myself. Yeah, the, the, the one that's coming back would be Mike Clevinger, uh, who yeah, they picked yeah. up from Cleveland at the, right. the trade deadline in August 20. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very good picture. Um, 
The two you mentioned, you Darvish and Blake Snell, were probably the two most underwhelming performances uh, of the entire season. I had you Darvish in fantasy, so um, I was keeping a close eye on him, and he was just making Matitich. He just couldn't put a really hot performance together. Uh, and Blake Snell, we talked about um, just nibbling around the edge of the zone. It just needs to be uh, needs to up up at a level. So um, the top of that lineup is great. In fact, it goes pretty much all the way down. Um, for the Padres, um, expect them uh, to hit. I want a little cautionary note, uh, again, fantasy-wise, stolen bases, um, particularly Fernando Tatis, um, if, you're, if you're drafting him uh, with an eye on the stolen base category. I think the fact his shoulder keeps popping out uh, is going to limit him. They're not going to be sending him as much because they want to keep the, his shoulders in his sockets. And the uh, I think they've got a new manager who um, is not... Uh, prone to running as much. Uh, so if you go down the list, uh, Grisham had 13, uh, Tatis 25, Machado 12, uh, and then Jurickson Profile 10. I expect that to come down a little bit. So I'll just be fading, uh, fading the steals and maybe knocking Fernando Tatis down uh, a place or two as a result. So that's my take on the Padres. After that, uh, we've talked about the Pirates being absolutely terrible and the Colorado Rockies, Moonaf. Um, this team... It's, it's like me and you are in charge. It's like the, we're the front office for the Colorado Rockies. Uh, I think we could do a better job. It's, uh, it's nuts what they do. Yeah, they, they need to make a decision on what they want to do, right? Even like as we approach this offseason and we're in the midst of the offseason before the lockdown, um, or the lockout, I'm sorry. Um, they, they were talking about that they wanted to retain Trevor's story. And... I think at this point for the Rockies, it's like you need to blow this team up and just just start from scratch and 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 you know bring up your prospects and you're gonna have to you know be bad for a couple of years. Obviously, it started with Nolan Arenado, you know, who left to uh, join the the Cardinals. Um, John uh, John Gray joined the uh, Texas Rangers this year. So for the pod, sorry for the Rockies. Um, they just need to be sellers and let's just say, say, Hey, we're not going to be competitive for a couple of years. We're going to, you know, work our prospects in the farm system. Charlie Blackman, I think is another name that we probably need to keep an eye out for if another team is willing to pick him up, you know, come trade deadline, because he's a solid guy to have at the top of your uh, lineup. You know, he's been very, very consistent all throughout his career. Uh, if you kind of just take a look at his stats, I mean, last season, he batted 274, the uh, Colorado Rockies, Season prior to that, 285. I'm sorry. Um, prior to that, two, 270, uh, 303, 314, 291, 331. So you're kind of where I'm getting at. Charlie Blackman is a great guy to have in your lineup. Um, so I think this is a guy that if a team needs an outfielder, um, he's going to be a hot name on the market uh, come trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they paid uh, for Arenado to leave last year. Mm-hmm. Um, committed to keeping story and John Gray was the other one uh, who's gone to Texas yeah. um, they were going to keep him as well and ended up doing none of those things and so it'll be interesting to see where their over under comes in whether it'll be higher or lower uh, than that Pittsburgh one at sort of 58 and a half uh, and finally um, a team who were even a bigger price than the Rockies uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks are 250 to 1 for the World Series uh, they've picked up Mark Melancon. Um, who had those 39 saves for San Diego. Um, I've got a feeling, um, the only, in fact, they can only have picked him up in order to trade him. I think he'll, he'll close the first half of the season for the D-backs um, and then they will trade him away um, 
midway through the season to a team who wants a closer and they'll try and pick up uh, a young piece that they can help to rebuild their team with. But um, Diamondbacks, similar to the Rockies, um, they had they did have a shocking first half of the season last year. And then in a... Oh, draft time. Moon off. I appear to be on the clock again. That was the air horn to which we talked about. I can't believe I haven't turned that off again. Right, that's two boo-boos to one now. Uh, we've had one <laughs> mute each. And we've had one uh, one air horn for me. So I'm winning this uh, errors 2-1. Um, when we did our mid-season podcast last year, I, I picked the diamond back. So I have a better second half. And they actually did. Uh, and in various spots, uh, there they were, was they were some quite... Uh, they, they won some games at some quite nice prices. Uh, so I'm not totally out on the Diamondbacks. I'll be looking at them again to, to try and pick them in some in some big price situations. But apart from that, there's not an awful lot to see. Yeah, I mean, they still have some players on this roster, right? You still have, I think, David Peralta still on this roster, uh, Christian Walker, Eduardo Escobar is the one that's gone. Um, they traded last season. Kel, uh, Ketel Marte is still on this roster. So... They still have, you know, some hitters in this lineup. Again, it's about pitching for this team as well. Um, uh, for the Diamondbacks, you you didn't really have a guy. I mean, all their starters last season, they were all their ERAs were all above four, right? Madison Bumgarner, I think, last season we backed him a couple times when he faced his former team, um, and I think that cash rest. But outside of that, Merrill Kelly four point four four ERA, Madison Bumgarner four point six seven. Zach Gallen, 4.3, um, Caleb Smith, 4.83. So you kind of see where I'm getting at is that this yeah. might be another team outcome where we may want to take a look at taking the overs in their games because they have they still have the batters in this lineup, uh, but the pitching rotation, not so great. Yep, yeah, I fully agree with you, Munaf. That's pretty much in a nutshell. Um you see, I mean, that was one of the beauties of uh, baseball betting and MLB gambling is that uh, there will be spots when the Rockies and the Diamondbacks and the Pirates uh, will be of great interest, uh, interest to us, uh, whether it's on money lines with rookie pitches, uh, whether it's uh, tailing the overs, uh, first fives, things like that. So yeah. uh, always something to get into. Um, but that, Munaf, has brought us to the conclusion um, of the National League. Uh any sort of standouts, and if you if you were going to dip your hands and stick twenty dollars on a on a team for the World Series now, um, where would that money be going? Yeah, well, we already discussed the Mets. I think you and I are both have already put money down on them prior to the markets moving when they signed Max Scherzer. So I think I messaged you and I said I have a twenty to one on them, an eighteen to one, and a yeah. seventeen to one. So now it's down to ten to one on some of these books. So the value is obviously gone from there. Um, if, if I'm going to look at a team um, outside of the Mets, I think Braves, again, are intriguing because they are getting their best batter and their piss, uh, sorry, their best uh, pitcher back as well. Um, I think the other team for me, Malcolm, is probably the St. Louis Cardinals. And I think that we talked about how they start, uh, they signed Steven Matz. Um, he's, he's probably going to be an SP3 in that rotation for them. You have Jack Flaherty, uh, Adam Wainwright, if he's able to do what 75% of what he did last season for them. I think that rotation is going to be in, in a great place. Uh, you have Nolan Arenado, like we mentioned, and Paul Goldschmidt at the corners in your infield. So I think that I think the Cardinals at 25. Sorry, 25 to 1 for me would be that other team if I was going to put uh, some money down on right now. Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. I think uh, I co-signed the Mets already. 
like you say, snap up a little bit of 20 to 1. Uh, and just in the last 15 minutes or so, really kind of being brought around to the Giants. Uh, maybe if the Dodgers don't pick up too many stellar pieces uh, between now and the start of the season. Um, the Giants are quite an intriguing proposition, so I'll be looking to uh, get them in my portfolio uh, at some point. Um, cheers, moving off. Uh, yeah. It's been fun. Um, right, what would this... Uh, most importantly, Liverpool Newcastle. How many uh, how many goals start are you going to give me? What's the handicap? Oh God! Uh, so the current line right now, I'm seeing a a line of minus two and a half at at ten both ways. Um, and now I know we were talking offline that maybe you think Mo Salah is not going to start in this game. Oh, yeah. God. I shouldn't have told you that. I should have yeah, kept that until yeah, I you should have kept that to yourself because <laughs> uh, without Mo Salah, I think, I mean, they still have a lot of great players on this roster, but Mo Salah, I mean, Mo Salah is Mo Salah. Oh, God. You want me to make a prediction or you want me to give you a, a, a handicap line? Uh, you can give me a prediction, Munaf. Uh, I'm going to, God, I th- I'm going to go 3 0 pool. Okay. 3 to nil. I've got uh, 3-0 Liverpool. Um, I'm just dragging the odds up now. So 3-0 Liverpool, Munaf, will pay you to 3-0 is plus 750. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take Newcastle on the money line. We're not messing about. Uh, Newcastle on the money line is 18-1. to one. <laughs> uh, And we'll take Newcastle to win. one nothing. Newcastle is 40-1. to one. Get out of here! They're they're gonna they're not gonna put a clean sheet against Liverpool. They're playing in Anfield. We are going to defend like yeah, to Anfield, yeah. Oh God, God bless you. We're going to defend like badgers, Munaf, and we're going to score an eighty-eighth minute penalty and win one nil at forty to one. That, that just means that mom, come on. That if Salah doesn't start the game, that he's going to come in like around the sixth or seventh minute, get an eighty-eight minute penalty, and he's going to be the one that puts him up like one nil. Oh, well. Uh, I, I am taking the afternoon off day. tomorrow. I do have to record the MLB pods in the morning, but I am taking the afternoon off, and I am, I'm going to watch this game with intent, and I will be messaging you frantically after every goal is scored. I've actually got work. I've got two jobs on Thursday, and I'll be honest, I'm not that heartbroken about it because having sat and watched Newcastle on oh, Sunday, on Thursday. Okay. Um, I'm not sure I can put myself through this ordeal of watching us lose 7-0 tomorrow. Um it's on Thursday, right? Or tomorrow? No, it's just on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday, yeah. Oh, okay. Thursdays. Yeah. So there we go. Um, well, thank you very much, Munaf. Um, yes, as usual, um, DGENs, uh, the the website and the app, all the usual places. Uh, like I say, World Darts is up there. Um, we are getting on to fantasy playoff season uh, in the NFL. So Rod and the good Dr. Fear will be putting up their usual articles. Munaf's refs report. Um you cracking up the NBA mood off? Yeah, we are. It's uh, MLB or an NBA season is in full swing. So uh, Terrell and myself are crank- cranking out the N- NBA gambling podcast Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then we also do the prop cast, the player prop show on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays as well. So uh, we try to get those dropped back to back. So uh, and as early as possible, uh, so the you know the listeners and and the betters can. Get down on that information early. So definitely, if you haven't subscribed to the NBA Gambling Podcast and the PropCast, definitely check those out. But uh, yeah, NBA we're doing it. Then also the PropCast, we're doing uh, NFL for the Thursday night games with myself and Rod. 
And then on Fridays, we record for the Sunday games for player props. Uh, usually Dan's joined me, but he's been busy for the past couple of weeks. But uh, last week, Rod and Will joined me. And prior to that week, Scott, uh, Scotty Tuhati joined me and Rod as well. So uh, Scott's on with me for the NBA on Wednesday. So lots going on for myself for the uh, website as well. Excellent. Uh, no shortage of content. Uh, the content train chugs along uh, at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back probably early in the new year, Moon, after the, uh, if there's any MLB chat. Uh, yes, in the meantime, uh, enjoy all your sport. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.